What's up, everybody? It's Two Guys, Two Sports. I'm Sheldon. I'm Spencer. And today, the NBA is coming back very, very soon. And we'll be breaking down um, some of the keys that you need to know as an NBA fan. Um, I'm pretty excited uh, for the return of the NBA. How about you, Spencer? Same. Uh, we've been a while without sports, and now that the NBA is coming back, I'm really looking forward to it. All right, let's jump right in. Today, for our first topic, we will be talking about the impact of rust and loss of key players. Um, some very notable players being Bradley Beal, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, and Kyrie Irving. So how about you start us off? Who do you think uh, – how do you think the impact of rust is going to um, impact these players? Um, well, I think it depends on the player. I think it could – benefit some players who were injured uh, or teams that had injury problems, such as maybe like the Clippers, uh, who Paul George and Kawhi both had nagging injuries this year. But it can also hurt some players that are on – I mean, some teams that ha- they are on hot streaks, like the Lakers or the um, Bucks, who before the break were both on some pretty big win streaks. Um, how do you think that adding new role players, such as – J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters and others around the league are going to um, benefit teams and even benefit those players that are fighting for a sh- shot still in the NBA. I think it um it will help. It helps some players who didn't have an opportunity to play this season but deserve to, such as uh, J.R. Smith, uh, who's a great addition to the Lakers, who provides um good three and D type player, um. But it provides an opportunity for a lot of young guys or older guys to prove themselves in an environment where teams will need everybody that they can get with so many players not being able to play if they're sick or have family matters. Now, speaking on that topic, sick and family matters, the Nets are going to be very shorthanded in this eight-game stretch. They lost key players such as Kyrie Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie who was a great backup for them. And when Kyrie was hurt, a great starter. They also lost their star center, DeAndre Jordan. Yes. uh, Well, the Nets probably were hurt the most, either the Nets or the Wizards. I think the Nets have a chance. They have the eighth seed right now. And as you know, only nine teams from the East were invited to the bubble, the ninth uh, being Washington. The Nets could... I mean, no, the Nets have the seventh uh, seed. The Magic have the eighth. But uh, the Nets have a good chance of dropping down to the eighth or out of the playoffs, depending since uh, their best player right now is Karis LeVert, who is a good a good quality starter but cannot be a number one uh, player on a playoff team. Yeah, and I, t- I completely agree with you. And I honestly think that those top – the top three teams, even four teams in the East, are going to have an easy ride to the second round as um, the the 7, 8, and 9 seed didn't even have winning records this year going into the bubble. Yep. Um, so I've seen a lot of players, as I've been watching the games, miss uh, wide-open layups and have just been playing sloppy ball. Do you think that this will improve as time goes on? I think it will. I think um, they'll get back into the groove of um, basketball and just almost remember how to play in a sense. Um, they got Every team has um, some players that's going to be rusty, 
the trick's going to be how fast that they can grow back accustomed to the NBA. Uh, certain players will have trained a lot over the break, and some will have not been doing enough, which will hurt their teams. Um, honestly, I think a team that's going to be pretty well prepared will be the Bucks. I have feeling that uh, they're going to be pushed, be, be doing pretty well, and it's kind of um, at least making it to the finals or bust for them this year as the East is relatively weak now that obviously LeBron has left and Kawhi is not there. Uh, Giannis is definitely the best player in the East and maybe in the whole NBA. Um, I'm honestly excited if we can see a Milwaukee-Lakers matchup and see the Antetokounmpo brothers going at it. Yeah, that should um, be interesting. Yeah, now Spencer, how about you take it away with your predictions on who is going to be in that those playoffs this year? As we discussed, the we'll start with the East. Um, with the um, Brooklyn Nets, the Orlando Magic, and Washington Wizards all have all fighting for those seventh and eighth seeds. It's hard to uh, right now. Orlando is um, has more just depth than um, Brooklyn or Washington, so they should stay in the playoffs. But uh, if it's, I have probably Brooklyn making in the playoffs as the eighth seed since they are since Washington is six games behind them they do play each other but even with that I it can Washington get close enough to force a play like a play in series maybe and then who would you take Brooklyn or Washington Sheldon um so I'm looking at the schedules right now and Brooklyn plays Orlando that first game and I'm gonna give Orlando that win now the Washington shorthanded Washington um, without Bradley Beal and um, Davis Bertans, is going to be going up against the Phoenix Suns, who lost one of their star and up-and-coming players, Kelly Oubre, this season. So I think if the Wizards can win that first game, that will be pivotal to their um, to their positioning in the playoffs. I'm going to have the Nets falling out and the Magic making that seventh seed and the Wizards sliding in the eighth seed. Very close, though. It's a very tight race between those three teams. I I agree that um that either really any of um those teams could fall out except maybe the Magic. Now if we go to the West, then it's a much more complicated as thirteen teams from the West have made it. And the teams that can make into the eighth seed include Memphis, Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix. Phoenix of course will be be without probably their second best player in Ubre, but we'll still have Booker and Aiton who are have both sh- shown uh, great improvement this year. San Antonio, I saw DeAndre, DeAndre Aiton make a three in the, <laughs> one of the scrimmage games. San Antonio, of course, has Demar, but I don't think Lamarcus Aldridge. I mean, uh, yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge is playing. Um, I don't think he is either. Sacramento ha- won't have. I think De'Aaron Fox got injured. Uh, and they're being sh- and they've their roster's been cut down from injuries and various other things. New Orleans, of course, has Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo. Portland has Dame and CJ, and then Memphis has Jaw and Jaron Jackson. Who who do you have out of New Orleans, Portland, or Memphis making it? Well, you forgot to mention one player for Portland, and that's Carmelo Anthony. Who I think is going to be big during this um this run. And it's going to be hard because I don't, I don't even know who I want to make it at this point. There's such good teams all around the board. 
Uh, the San Antonio Spurs are going to be fighting to keep that 17 playoff streak alive, 17 years in the playoffs. Um, New Orleans Pelicans, man, they have some great players. Uh, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson, but I can I can honestly see the race just being between the Portland Trailblazers and the Memphis Grizzlies, and I'm at the I'm gonna give the Memphis Grizzlies an edge in this one just because of well actually they play the first game they play against each other and I think that Jay Morant's just such a, an amazing player that he's gonna be able to beat out that Portland team for the playoff spot. Uh, yeah, John Moran is certainly a good player, and he has a strong sporting cast there with Valanciunas, Jaron Jackson, Justice Winslow, when healthy is good. Uh, very, very solid team. And um, Portland, of course, will have uh, Whiteside and um, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Myers Leonard back, which should help them. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I agree with you. I think Memphis has the edge for now. Right now, they're three games ahead of Portland. And I, I think I see Memphis making it in. And their prize will be facing either the Lakers, Clippers, or Nuggets in the in the first round. Do you think that there's going to be a shakeup between the Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Houston Rockets? Do you think even the Mavericks could jump into the 6 or 5 or 4 seed? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Houston went up some. OKC, I could see seeing about the same. And it really depends on Utah's chemistry with Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Have, there being some questions about chemistry between them two. Uh, so I, I may see Utah fall a little bit in Houston, OKC jump. Dallas, of course, is also a good team with uh, Luka and Chris Stapps. But I think their youth may hurt them. They're going to be a very good team for a while to come, but they just don't have the experience right now to pull it off. Yeah, Boban Marjanovic has gotten has been getting a lot of media attention uh, during the scrimmages. As he's he's been getting um, a little bit of the limelight there. I honestly think that the Mavericks might be able to to um, best the small ball Rockets, um, even get ahead of them, because I just think the Rockets, while James Harden is a great player, their their size is a is a is a a concern to me. I understand that, I, but I do think um, that the Rockets is uh, the Rockets are more of a regular season team, which uh, you could consider this kind of a mix of playoffs and regular season till we get to the actual playoff. But for now, I think the Rockets will be able to win uh, enough games to stay ahead of Dallas and maybe jump to Utah or OKC. Now, um, let's go back over to the East. Now, we talked about the 7 and 8 seed. Now, what do you think? Do you think that the Miami Heat might be able to get up on the Celtics and that there, there's going to be a shakeup in the middle of the pack? I think um, the Miami Heat will stay about the same. Uh, depending on how Philly looks, Philly could actually jump them. I'm not really sure. But there's, there's some... Um, my, Miami is a very deep team, but lack of star power could hurt them when we get to the actual playoffs. Uh, as Jimmy Butler is a very good player, but uh, around him he has some young, good players, but nobody necessarily good enough to help him make it too far. Um, but they have caused Philly some trouble this season, and Philly's been the worst team in the league away, 
and they're they'll have no more home games obviously since they're in the bubble but neither one of the other team so it's questionable to see it'll be interesting to see how philly reacts to the new environment so um philly let's talk about the players on philly ben simmons has been hitting some three-pointers and now i've seen teams start to respect that do you think that his three-point game might be a factor for the 76ers um, going on into this bubble play? I don't think it will be this year. Uh, he's a – if he develops that three-point shot, he'll um, be very dangerous. But as of right now, I don't think he's at a point unless he hits a, just a huge leap in his development where it will be a problem this year for other teams. But in the upcoming – uh, in the next few years, they may have to watch out if Ben Simmons can start hitting those threes consistently. Now, real quick, um, let's get a little finals prediction from you, Spencer. That's um, t- right now, I'm going to have to go with Milwaukee against the Clippers, but I also like Toronto maybe sneaking in there. And, of course, uh, the Lakers. I feel like it will be one of the L.A. teams in either Toronto or Milwaukee, though Boston could also get in there and maybe Denver from the West. But for right now, I have Clippers versus Milwaukee. Yeah, um, I think the Raptors might give the Bucks a little run for their money as Pascal Siakam has been a great player, and so is OG and Anube. He's been doing really well, too. for this team, but I'm going to have to agree with you, and I'm going to go with, I think the Clippers just have enough pieces, as I said earlier, and I think that they'll be able to beat out the Lakers, because the Lakers, after it gets um, LeBron and AD, then you go to Thanos Antetokounmpo, who, you know, can be a great player in the future, but right now he's still young. Right? He's not that, uh, he's not, I don't think he'll be overly too good. Their third best player right now is um, probably either... Howard, Kuzma, or JaVale McGee. Uh, and it's, it will be interesting in the matchup against the Clippers team, who, of course, is missing uh, Lou Will, who or miss him for the first 10 games after his little instant. Where he uh, got some pickup food at the uh, Gentleman's Club. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just normal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean... I don't think – I mean, while it's a little silly for him to be doing that, I don't think unless, like, he catches the virus um, that he'll be that much of a factor for the Clippers, like losing him for those 10 games because they already have the secured second seed. But maybe you can argue if Denver beats them out for the second seed, which I don't think they will, that you can say see that as a concern. But I think that the Utah Jazz are just not going to be able to do as good as people think just because of the chemistry issues between um, – Jamal Murray, or is it Jamal Murray? Uh, no, it's um the Jazz's uh Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. The issues there. Um, well, let's go to my favorite mm-hmm. topic, Spencer. The hot topic of the day. Now, Spencer, today we have um very intriguing one. Who? do you think lost the um, most valuable player for their team? Like, who do you think – who do you think a lot – who do you think – which player that a team lost is going to impact them the most? You start. 
Right now, I think it's going to have to be the Nets with a um, pair of players, and that would be Kyrie, um, who obviously opted to not join the bubble, and Dinwiddie, who had to leave. Uh, right now, I th- I'm not sure who's going to, which one's going to be worse uh, for them, as both Kyrie and Dinwiddie were playing really well. Um, but without either of them, like I said earlier, the Nets' best player is Karis Avert, who is a very good player, but is isn't enough to take this team um past the first round, barring a major upset of a uh, two or three, two three or uh first seed. So I think it is one of those two. Well, Spencer, I'll tell you what, I had a hard time picking because there's been so many great players that have lost, especially for the Nets, but. I think the biggest player that was lost is Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards. Just being that he carried this whole team. 30.5 points per game. That's second in the lean behind the great James Harden. Uh, He was just a a playmaker. Step back threes, clutch in in crunch time. Um, And they also lost Davis Bertans, who is one of the best three-point shooters in the league this year. And I think that without Bradley Beal, they lose leadership. They lose some leadership, and they're gonna have some trouble. That's that's why I think there's a um, question if if the Wizards would get in. If the Wizards had Bradley Beal. I think they'd be able to slide in pretty comfortably. But without him, they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna have a little bit of an issue. I agree. They're De- Bradley Beal uh, was definitely a big part of their offense and. Not having him will hurt them a lot. Well, another great episode in the books. I'm Sheldon. I'm Spencer. Two guys. Two and sports. We're signing off.